called and ordained to do what God has called her to do. And she does a good job of not only taking care of me, but taking care of God's work that God has given her. And she's so proud and happy of her church family. She just thinks the world of you guys. And she's always bragging on you because she loves you. So tonight I'm introducing your elder, my wife, a beautiful person of spirit, but most of all, a person that taught me how to love the way God teaches us how to love. See, I wasn't always this loving person until I met her. Because, but love teaches love. Amen? Amen. So that's why she's the apple of mine, the love of my life, and all of those adjectives and things. And she's just a wonderful, loving person. Amen? Amen. But now, unto you, she shall bring a word from the Lord, and it shall be full of her astuteness and through her study, which she does a good job. And let us welcome Elder Alnetta. Y'all didn't know that. Sean Richardson, amen. <laughs> and the next voice you'll hear will be from Elder Alnetta Lashon Richardson.
thank you all for coming and showing your support and your love. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto thy sight. O Lord, my strength, my redeemer. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This evening I will be, and I don't have the program, but the, um, today's devotional is talking about the, um, the great promise. And you can go ahead and have your seats. And uh, before we can get to the great promise, I want to, my title is coming out of um, the, the invitations. So title of my, my message this evening is The Three Invitations of Christ. And the Bible continuously and graciously invites men and women to enter into the fellowship with God. Some have said that the Bible is a book of invitations from God to mankind, urging us to become partners in redeeming the world. Isn't that awesome? That God would invite us, poor, weak, ostracized, I mean, just nothing. But he cares enough and loves us enough and invites us to be a part, a partner with him. That's an awesome thing. That is awesome. And I'm grateful for that. And the um, invitation. And I want to uh, give an um, definition of the word invitation. The act of inviting, solicitation, the calling or requesting of a person's company to visit, to dine, to accompany him any place. The three invitations. There's the invitation of rest, the invitation of discipleship, and the invitation to live in the realm of God. The first invitation is an invitation to rest. Definition of rest, to cease from work or movement in order to relax, refresh oneself, or recover strength. We are so busy in our worlds and in our lives today that many times we forget to rest. But Jesus, says to us, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm -hmm. We find that in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Chapter 3 of Genesis tells us about the fall and the consequences of humanity. When our Eden of bliss became a desert of discourse. And since then, we have become creatures of restlessness. When we are left alone of the peace that comes from God, through the saving grace of Christ, we become fish out of water. And I'm sure you've all seen fish out of water, our little goldfish when we were kids and how they flop and further and just trying to get back to the water. They're out of their element and of security, of safety, 
of what God has for them. And we too are like that. We're out of our elements when we are out of God's covering, out of his protection. And we live in the restlessness of just being restless. Christ is the answer for everything that we need. He knows all, everything. He's everywhere. He knows who we are. He knows everything about us. He knows our beginning. He knows our end. So why do we look to the world for answers that only Christ can give us? Psychologists trained in the intricate workings of the minds are confessing that psychology is helpless to solve all the mental and nervous disturbances of people today. And I was looking, I was checking, and the research that I found back in 2015 states that reports that 44 million adults have mental health conditions, and the rate of youth experiencing mental health conditions continues to rise. And data shows that 62% of our youth receive no treatment. No treatment. Christ is the answer. Sociologists educated in the interactions of society are admitting that sociology cannot cope with the tremendous problems in human relationships. Political leaders point out the moral ills of America, but none have an answer to the desperate need for a new moral integrity that will reverse the moral plunge that Americans are taking. Many political leaders admit that they are unable to cope with the seriousness of the moral dilemma. And we could look at our state of affairs of America today, our government, our political leaders. We're in a mess. We're in a mess. But Christ is the answer. There is unrest in every phase of our modern day life. This Changeable, unsettled, roving, transient, sleeplessness, and fidgety spirit is due to the restlessness of the human heart and its separation from Christ of tranquility and peace. These insecure individuals could find spiritual peace and physical rest by surrendering our lives to Jesus Christ. The Bible says, the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, Isaiah 57 and 20. Every day we come in contact with mixed up, paradoxical men and women, rich people who are held in the grip of insecurity, intellectual people who have lost their way, and strong people who live in fear of weakness and defeat. Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, 
and I will give you rest. Accept the divine invitation today. Come unto me and rest. The second invitation is to discipleship. Discipleship, a learner, a person who embraces and assists in spreading the teaching of another, a follower of another person. We are followers of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, follow me, and I will make <coughs> you become fishers of men. Mark chapter 1, verse 17. We are saved to serve. We are redeemed to reproduce spiritually. We are fished out of the miry clay so that we, in turn, may become fishers of men. People are following everything and anything in the world. They're following the things of the world. But the only cause that is big enough is the cause of Jesus Christ. And its flag is the blood-stained body that was lifted on the cross of Calvary for the redemption of the world. This invitation to discipleship is the most thrilling ever to come to mankind. Just imagine being a working partner with God in the redemption of the world. Jesus challenges us. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will also be. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. John 12 and 26. Christian discipleship gives us the privilege of being associated with Christ intimately and the faithful discharging of the glorious responsibilities of true discipleship invokes the approval and favor of God himself. Matthew 6 and 20 tells us about laying up our treasures in heaven. Would you like to lay your treasures in heaven? It's a question. Would you like to lay your, question, your treasures in heaven? Okay. Then take off your coat of pious indifference, roll up your sleeves of Christian fervor, and go to work in the abundant vineyard of souls. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Are you willing to be a laborer in the harvest of the Lord? Opportunities lie all around us. Your neighbors are without Christ. Your children are unsaved. Your colleagues are waiting to see Jesus in you. The challenge is given to become an effective and efficient fisher of men. There are stipulations. To become a disciple, one must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Luke 9.23 Before one can follow Jesus in discipleship, the selfish, sinful self must be crucified so that Jesus is preeminent in your heart and your life. Preeminent is supreme. He says, abide in God's word. Then you are my disciple. John 8 and 31. 
Discipleship must be learned from the master teacher, Christ himself. We know the word. We must know the word before we can teach the word. Requirement is that we continue in the word of God. As we mature and we grow, we must continue to study God's word. If self is slain and the spirit reigns, the fruits of discipleship are bound to be seen in our lives. True disciples bear the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and patience. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. The secret of the Christian life is Christ in us, producing fruit. The third invitation is to live in the realm of God. Jesus said, abide in me and I in you. John 15 and 4. Personal salvation is not an occasional rendezvous with deity. It is an actual dwelling with God. Christianity is a lifelong, eternity-long vocation. David said in Psalms 91, one of my favorite Psalms, and one, verse one, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Psalms is my rock. We have a permanent abode and residence that all the comfort, security, and affection that the human heart craves is found in him. Psychiatrists say that one of the basic needs of mankind is security. In God, we are assured that we have the greatest of security. Psalms 91, 10 through 11, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In the midst of thousands of dangers, I have sensed and felt the all-protecting presence of God himself. Another basic need is affection. Those who abide in him are the objects of God's affection and love. Psalms 91 and 14, the Bible says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. No greater demonstration of love has ever been witnessed by the world than God's love manifested in his son, Jesus Christ. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5 and 8. <coughs> Another basic need that will be fulfilled by a dwelling and abiding in God is the need to belong. We all want to belong. In all three invitations, we find God through Christ 
inviting sinful men and women to be identified with him in his great redemptive and creative work. No club or any kind in this world can compare with the knowledge of the fact that you belong to God and are identified with him. These three invitations are given by Jesus himself. No man or woman has ever found complete rest apart from Christ. To the multitudes of distressed, troubled, and weary, he beckons, come unto me, and I will give you rest. Do you want rest, joy, peace, security, and affection? Do you want to know what it means to, be, to belong? Then surrender and commit your life and your heart to Christ. I guarantee that you can know peace with God, peace of soul, peace of mind, and joy such as you have ever experienced. The invitations are offered to you tonight. The invitation of rest, the invitation of discipleship, and the invitation to live in the realm of God. Do you accept? The doors of the church are open, and I extend unto you the invitation of Christ. The invitation for rest, the invitation for discipleship, the invitation for the realm to live with God. Peace that passes.